Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The federal government is uh, still, of course, deciding what's going to happen with the uh, SNC-Lavalin file. Uh, There have been repeated calls and renewed calls by opposition MPs, including, of course, Andrew Scheer, the opposition leader, to have uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould reappear before that Justice Committee uh, because they want to get, well, her side of the story. They heard testimony, of course, from the uh, the former chief of staff of the prime minister's office last week, which seemed to contradict some of the things that she said. I don't know if we're ever going to get past the he said, she said element to this, but uh, this is uh, something that doesn't seem to be going away. As a matter of fact, there's a new uh, web page that has been put up right now by uh, the opposition members. It's called letherspeak.ca, which is supposed to pressure the government to uh, allow Ms. Wilson-Raybould to not only reappear before the committee, but to uh, unshackle her, as it were, so that she can say whatever she wants to say. Joining us to talk about this, Genevieve Telly, a professor of School of Pol- Political Studies at uh, the University of Ottawa. Genevieve, thank you so much for joining us on a busy day today. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much, Bill. Uh, this, uh, for anybody who thought this was an issue that's just going to go away in a couple of days, uh, this, this, as they say in the business, has legs, doesn't it? Um, more or less, I would say, uh, because I see the opposition trying to keep up this this file uh, on this uh, political scene, and so uh, they will do everything they can to have that discussed, commented, and, and keep that alive, if, if I could say. Uh, we know that the Justice Committee will uh, meet again the, this week, I think it's on Wednesday, so they will try to have a motion for uh, to have uh, Ms. Wilson be able to come back to the committee. Uh, but I do see the effort of the opposition party, and my sense is that they are kind of afraid also that this will eventually vanish, because uh, we have heard a few new things last week, but since then, nothing. The Prime Minister has spoken also publicly, and so what are the new elements for us to keep talking about that? So, yes, I see uh, the Conservatives launching that website, uh, making calls to have uh, Ms. Wilson able to speak again, uh, but as you said in your intro, it's we are more in the he said, she said, and where did, will it stop? Um, I'm not sure that Canadians will learn thing, new things, and I'm not sure that Canadians will remain that interested with with that issue, especially seeing new issues coming out. Um, you've talked about the tariff on aluminum and steel. Uh, the budget will be tabled last, uh, next week, and other things could come up. And so that's the, that's the problem for the opposition, how to, to keep that remain on the public agenda. I guess maybe one of the questions that, that we should be addressing here is, is exactly what is it that they're trying to establish here? Uh, I mean, if the, the initial purpose of this committee uh, and these hearings before this committee uh, were to determine whether or not there had been political interference in a decision uh, with the SNC-Lavalin file, uh, that only occurred when uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould was the Attorney General. So why are they pursuing what happened after that? Is, is, is that really germane to this debate? Um, it will be, I think, for the Liberals, which is kind of surprising because I would think that they are trying to provide an explanation why she went out publicly with that. And so uh, Jerry, uh, Gerald Butts last week kind of suggested very efficiently, I would say, that she started to talk once she was demoted within Cabinet. So what happened after that is kind of important for the Liberals. Um, it's also important because they want to show that they have the SNC-Lavalin uh, uh, future at heart, and, and they want to tell Quebecer and maybe more broadly Canadian that they are concerned by the economic uh, consequences of what could happen. But for the conservative, um, I'm not really sure what benefit they could have, because a few things that are 
con concerning about the, the testimony we have heard is that why uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould has not taken action on that file. So um, a few MPs have some questions to ask her. Uh, how come the decision was taken rapidly? How come she didn't uh, send a document to the uh, PCO? Uh, that kind of thing, the, the, the Department of the Prime Minister. And so there are questions that could also benefit the Liberals. So, um, yes, I, I wonder why the Conservative would push that, except to show that the Liberals are kind of a stubborn, controlling party. They don't want her to speak again, and they are hiding a few things. So I think that they're going to go along that vein uh, for the coming days. Genevieve, there seem to be two basic lines of thinking on, on this issue. Uh, one of, and, and they're polar opposites, obviously. One of them, of course, is that the Prime Minister and, and members of her staff, including Mr. Butts and others, uh, were egregious in their behavior by uh, constantly attacking the minister and, and, and pressuring her uh, to, to make a decision, actually reverse the decision about how to deal with the uh, SNC-Lavalin file. Uh, the other side of this, uh, and I think Mr. Butts probably alluded to this with his testimony last week, was, look, at this is business as usual. I mean, every minister gets lobbied all the time, and, you know, Ms. Raybolt, Wilson, Wilson Raybolt rather should have known that and should have expected that, not just on this file, but on every file. Where, where are you on this? I, I mean, obviously, that's the, that's the black and white of it. Is there a middle ground here? Uh, I don't think so. My view on that is that uh, depending on how you see the function or the role of Ms. Wilson-Raybould, your answer will, will be different. If you see her as a general prosecutor, so she's independent, she, she should be shielded from any pressure from anyone, then it is not appropriate what has happened. Now, was she acting upon that role or was she a minister of justice? If she was a minister of justice, that's different. She's part of the cabinet, she's part of government. She's uh, part uh, in the conversation, so she has to listen to her colleague and, and weigh all the different aspects, facts about that. And then she, there's the, the pressure we're talking about are just normal pressure, uh, good, maybe solid discussion that, that's occurring. And for me, it's, I, I'm, it's striking for me how the, the, the functions are, are so clear, uh, sharply distinct, depending on how you see the file. So if you think that uh, she was a general prosecutor, Yes, it was inappropriate uh, to have that kind of a pressure. But if she was not, she was the justice minister, then it was okay. And I think that both are viewing things differently, meaning that uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould herself saw her as a general prosecutor, saw herself as a general prosecutor, uh, while Mr. Butt, Mr. Trudeau, and uh, all his staff saw her as a justice minister. So, again, we are in a situation that I think Everybody is probably right in the sense that everybody has their own vision of what happened. They are not contesting the facts. The facts are well established. And I don't know what new facts we will have with having Ms. Wilson-Raybould come back to the committee because she would exactly say this, the same thing. And so we won't get that solved. Um, the only way maybe we could get that solved is to have the roles made more clearer. And so we are hearing now more and more experts saying, well, those two roles should be separated, uh, being uh, performed by different person. And so uh, the justice minister shouldn't have to think every day or every hour, okay, what's my role today? Am I the procur general prosecutor or am I the justice minister? Which is kind of difficult to do every time. And so uh, that would make things clearer. But uh, personally, as I stand, it depends how 
how do you see the roles of each? And uh, we don't have any enough facts to know really what was the situation. Yeah, what's interesting about this, though, is is this is not the first government that's given this portfolio, this well, double-headed portfolio of, of justice minister slash attorney general. Why hasn't this happened before then? There must have been other circumstances with past governments where, where that minister, whoever it was at that time, must have felt conflicted, but it's never gone public before. Yes, because I think that there is a kind of solidarity within minister that you don't go public to, uh, with that. You could fight uh, hard within cabinet, but you don't go and 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 uh, say publicly that you you, you disapprove your 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 uh, the PM. And so uh, I did, though in the past, have heard some minister, justice minister, more on the provincial scene, saying they were not that comfortable with the role. Uh, now, that being said, it's kind of prestigious to be at the same time justice minister and general prosecutor. So I don't know if they are themselves willing to, to let go part of their uh, responsibility with that. Um, now, uh, with Justin Trudeau, we have a new cabinet, a new dynamic where people thought they were uh, in a better position to speak publicly um, about their own view and their differences within cabinet. Now, is that really the case? Some say will say yes, some will say uh, no. I don't know if you heard Sheila Cops talking recently oh, yeah. on. Okay, so <laughs> she's really about the tradition of well, you know, politics has not changed. Um, we could debate on that. Is it to do, possible to do politics differently? Um, but yes, uh, I would say that yes, that should have come before. And you know, um, justice is not a hard science in the sense that uh, we have uh, undisputed facts and we know exactly what to do. Uh, at the point, it's still a question of judgment and what is the priority, which is exactly what's going on with SNC-Lavalin. Is it uh, protecting jobs and protecting a company on the international scenes because our competitors are doing things differently? So should we, should we behave as they do? Or is it about ethics and uh, the independence of justice and politics? Um, so those are really hard questions, uh, and maybe that's time to talk about that. Now, I was a bit surprised to see the international media, especially in the United States, mm -hmm. recently saying, well, it's not about money, it's not about sex, and <laughs> you're doing uh, There's this big issue about uh, a scandal in Canada. Is it really a scandal? Um, I'm not sure. It's a debate. Uh, I think it's a healthy debate. We should have it. Um, but to talk about corruption or scandal, I'm not sure we are at that point. Well, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? I mean, I mean mm -hmm. I, I, you can see, for instance, some of the American media, and I've read some of those stories over the weekend as well, uh, about their perception of what's going on right now with this file. And and their idea of a scandal is, well, you know, paying off a hooker like the president <laughs> allegedly has done, or, mm -hmm. or any number of other things that may have gone on, Russian influence in, in, the, in the last federal election, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, this this pales in comparison to some of the other quote unquote scandals that we've seen. Yes, it does. Uh, but as I said, it's it's healthy to have that kind of debate. So I, I wish the opposition party would probably go more I towards the nature of the policy than more about uh, perception that we don't really know what happens and we don't we won't be able to go at the bottom of the of the issue. And I don't think it's impossible because it's really a question of um, how I see my own role or my own place within the cabinet or, or parliament. Uh, but let's have the bigger picture. Let's talk about the policy. It, let's talk about the law that was passed. Um, yes, Justin Trudeau said uh, during the election campaign, uh, electoral campaign, that there would be no more budget omnibus bill table in Parliament. But 
look, that's what happened last year. Uh, this piece of legislation was put into a larger bill. Nobody had time to uh, evaluate the bill and see if everything was um, uh, okay. And so that we could question. So let's go into what really is the policy, what we should do, have the debate, and then discuss about that. And I would add that probably because we see a divide between Quebec and the rest of Canada. And part of that divide on this issue is that in Quebec, there was already the discussion about corrupt businesses because we had an inquiry a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that was, you know, the Charbonneau Commission. It was discussed. Um, we know that SNC-Lavalin uh, did some wrongdoing. Uh, but then we have to reflect on, okay, what are we doing now and what is the economic reality? So maybe to have this discussion everywhere in Canada, that will be a healthy thing to do. Given the fact that uh, the majority of people on this uh, Justice Committee are, are liberals, I mean, they have the government, they form the government, of course, and the governing party always has the majority on any one of these mm -hmm. committees, what are the chances that they're even going to allow uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould to reappear before the committee? It depends how they see the pressure coming from the public. And so they will wait on the benefit and cost and say, okay, uh, we will have more arm if we say no, she cannot t t uh, offer a new testimony in committee. So I think they are thinking, I'm sure they are thinking about that. Uh, uh, and they will think about that until Wednesday. Uh, if they refuse her to appear again, they're going to have to articulate why publicly very carefully. For me, I see, I do see some grounds because uh, uh, Mr. Butts was, um, Mr. Warnick, the, the, the clerk of the Privy Council, was able to testimony, testify again because the rules have changed since his first appearance. Um, now the rules were not changed for Ms. Wilson-Raybould, so what would be the rationale for her to come back? Um, if she's allowed to come back, then we could ask every other uh, test, um, witnesses to come back again, and so we never end towards that. So I do see some ground to, to refuse her to come back. Uh, she could talk elsewhere. She could go publicly. She could talk to media. Um, uh, she could make a press, uh, news press conference as Justin Trudeau has done uh, last week. So there are other outlets for her to speak. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Justice Committee. Uh, I, see it, uh, I see it as a highly partisan. And so I prefer the work done by the ethics um, um, I forgot her na his name, Mr. Dion uh, in Parliament. Um, and so he probably will be able to get to the bottom in a more objective, less partisan way, I think. Yeah, I've, I've noticed, uh, I, just in watching uh, just about anybody who's appeared before this committee, there's a lot of political grandstanding by members of the committee. I'm all three parties, actually, or four, yes. I guess, that, are, that make that committee up. And it, it gets to the point where you have to wonder sometimes whether they're seeking the truth or just trying to make a statement that's going to make uh, you know the, the news clip on the, the news that night. I, I think so. And on top of that, they are not prosecutors themselves, so they are, don't have the ability to uh, question a witness and to go to the bottom of everything. And they don't have a clear mandate either. So, uh, yes, it's mostly partisan. It's a show for the, the media, and it, and it works because, surprisingly, the, the ratings are very high. So it seems that a lot of Canadians have listened to the hearing in the committee. Uh, but for me, it's not the best place to really know what has happened, um, if it's possible to know, and also to offer some recommendation what to do for the future to, if there are a few things to be corrected. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll know in the next couple of days just what's going to happen. Genevieve, as always, thank you so much for this. appreciate your time and your uh, perspective on this. Thank you very much. Good, good. Genevieve Tellier, of course, a professor of political science at the University of Ottawa. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.